The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Podcon showcase goes digital. Well, I'm kind of here. Sean, you're here in spirit. Yeah, I had uh, other commitments. This, I had other commitments this morning. I had to, you know, sleep in and not drive 1,200 miles because New York has these weird rules of you got to quarantine. And oh. we we were going to bring you in and then have you uh, broadcast out of wherever you were quarantining. You mean the hotel across the street? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, folks, thanks so much for joining us. This is uh, Silence Your Phones, your movie review podcast on the network, found exclusively at BICBP-radio.com. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez. He is, oh, this way, Sean Fritz. Uh, and we talk movies and True. review them. I mean, that's what we do. We just review movies. We watch a movie. We break it down, discuss acting, actor, you know, actors, plot special effects movies give our thoughts on them um and and decide if we're going to keep them on our dvd shelf yeah dvds we still carry dvds yeah do we do you want to put that thumbstick with the movie with the divx file on it on your uh key ring <laughs> what kind of shelf do you need to hold up all your little different like thumbsticks all the different movies you own you need a server rack that's what it is. It'll be a server rack. Um, but anyway, so we're not really going to review a movie today. Uh, we're only doing half-hour shows at, at PodCon this year, so we can't really get into a, a half-hour conversation about our shows. We like to go in deep and discuss a lot of our thoughts uh, on all those different aspects I, I mentioned. So today we're doing something different. Today we decided we're both going to come with our top five movies that you can watch to the end from no basically no matter where you start them it's one of these movies that you love so much that you come across it and you're just going to finish it no matter where it starts did i get this right top five movies to finish from any starting point because people some still watch movies on cable service yeah and uh i'll tell you they don't they're not beholden to your schedule no not at all um do you want to get right into it dude you want to start do you want to kick this off yeah so uh, I picked, uh, since we're doing top five, I picked 10. And um, they're, mine are in no particular order. Um, and I will on the fly kind of go through and, and uh, set aside my honorable mentions. But uh, yeah, we'll just go back and forth, I think, is probably the best thing. And um, so my first one is, is going to be kind of a sleeper. And an unexpected one is uh, featuring uh, one uh, Flex Cavana, uh, Dewey Johnson, uh, The Rock, as you might know him. Um, and a guy with three first names, Sean William Scott. Uh, I'm talking the rundown. Ooh, the rundown. The rundown. Tell, tell me about the rundown. What's this about? Uh, it's a movie about The Rock is Indiana Jones, and he basically has to go get Sean William Scott, who is, a, who is obviously not supposed to be there, 
in South America, and he's playing Stifler toned down from uh, American Pie, and he's got this gato, this this monkey, this this golden monkey, this this uh, can't think of the word, and it's supposed to be this thing that gets into El Dorado, which was the working title of the movie. This is very it's very familiar to me. I feel like I uh, it's. I kind of have a shadow of a memory about that movie. I don't think I've ever seen it though. So uh, it's not a bad movie. It's it actually it was one of the Rock's first starring roles, and Sean William Scott was real big at the time. Okay. So he uh, he was, you know, it it got it, it was good. It was well written. It, I mean, it's no Walking Tall, but you know, and it's no Faster, where the Rock says what one word, <laughs> which oh, is a bad man. movie. Man, oh man! All right, uh, my movie, my movie. This one is um, for me again. You know, I've loved this movie since I was a kid, and it's one of those movies that no matter when I turn it on, uh, I could watch it and, and continue. Obviously, that's what this list is, but it, it actually works that way. I remember watching. Uh, this was when I was into the Yankees big time. I was watching a World Series, and then changing channels, going through it, came across this movie and just watched the rest of this movie before going back to the game. Uh, but that's the Breakfast Club. Uh, John Hughes classic kids uh, being stuck at after school suspension on a Saturday, um, you know, and they're all different walks of life kids, kids who would never have hung out with each other in, in school during school hours. But, you know, these little uh, lovable ruffians end up becoming best friends by the end of the film. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. It's the ensemble cast. The writing's great. It's uh, it's got, it's got just enough eighties cheese that, you, you know, you're not too sick. Um, yeah, Breakfast Clubs does that for me. You know, uh, everybody knows about the movie, but not everybody like me have seen the movie. Oh, what? I know, right? What? I know. Are I'm you a child serious, of the 80s. dude? Yeah. yeah. How are we? Okay. okay, that's definitely going to have to happen. That's definitely going to have to happen for this show, dude. I cannot believe you've not seen The thing is, is though, it's, I guess watching it nowadays, you may still appreciate it being a, a child of the time, but... Uh, you know, I feel like if you showed it to kids nowadays, they'd think it was boring. Do you know what I mean? Just a bunch of kids in, in after school detention talking. It's basically so, what it boils down to. So here's what we do. You and me. Yep. And then your grease your new greaser friend. What's his name? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Biff. Yeah. Tony Toupee over there. <laughs> Sir Ant Sir Anton Mullen. Yeah. Uh, and I'm curious what his take on it. Cause I know about the movie. I know the movie, not inside now, but I know the different tropes and you know, you have the five different groups that get together for the day by force to rise up against Sergeant Craig T. Nelson. Um, from my next pick, just that is a killer segue. Uh, I'm going with Die Hard. Oh, Oh, that, that's a good one. That is a good one. I can watch that one. Mm -hmm. Not so much. The second one, the third one is better. With Samuel L. Jackson, but the fourth and fifth, uh -uh. Uh, it's like Dude, let's the, second, get the kids have one now. The second he jumps onto a fighter jet that's spinning out of control, and he's holding on to the wing, like mm -mm. just the just the, the 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 force of the G force on that spin, he should have been flying across the freeway. It was the most ridiculous movie I've ever seen in my life. Now yeah, the first one, Tom Cruise do that? Yeah, I'm sure. But that first one, I'll tell you, the first one is always a classic. And then obviously there's the whole, you know, the whole argument. Everybody loves to argue around Christmas time. Is mm -hmm. that is Die Hard a Christmas film? Or is it a movie that takes place around Christmas? Like Which you could say the same about Home Alone. 
Mm-hmm. So Christmas uh, is the backdrop in the movie, but yes, it's you know, not about Christmas. But there exactly. is a Christmas tree in the plaza, on the on the on the floor. Yep, that's the whole reason he comes to L.A. Naka Nakajimi, what was it? Naka, Nakatomi Plaza. Nakatomi Plaza. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mr. that Nakatomi first one gets it. That well, that first one for sure is one that that you know I'll I'll jump on once mm-hmm. no matter where I'm at. Uh, let's see. Okay, so this one this one's kind of funny. Um, I don't know why. There's something about this movie. I love it. I didn't at first. The first time I saw it, I thought there was something wrong with everyone. I really did. It felt like everyone on set had gotten like gas poisoning or something. The, the, the delivery and the way these guys acted was just so dry and weird, but Napoleon dynamite, man, Mm. Uh, Napoleon dynamite was a film that the first time I saw it, I didn't get it. I just couldn't understand what was wrong with everyone. And then I watched it a second time and I don't know what happened, but there was this click and I just, it killed me. I loved it. I thought it was one of the most, it was one of the funniest movies. Uh, and then again, so now anytime I, it comes on, I'm like, Oh, I got to watch this. I love this movie. And I can like literally sit there and quote line after line after line Mm -hmm. of the movie. Well, the movie is, it's one of those, one of the first ones it's like, Hey, everything is off the wall. What the hell is this? Yeah. Like there's a lot of non sequiturs like Tina, come get your ham. (laughs) <laughs> they have an alpaca outback apparently he yeah. loves eating quesadillas uncle rico makes you know he's throwing footballs to a over a video camera in the in a field where his van is but that movie no curse words no not one not, not one. one because john heater is is like devoutly mormon oh i didn't know that really oh yeah interesting i know that um I don't know. It, it was one of those films as I'm watching it. Not only was I saying, what is wrong with everyone? Why is everyone talking this way? But I was also going, what the hell year is this? Like, why has this guy got moon shoes and moon boots and a trapper keeper, but the internet is still a thing? Like, what is going on? Well, and grandma loves to ride her dune buggy up by the... I mean, like, what, what is this? The movie makes no sense, but somehow oh, there's a through line. And that's the it's one. It's one that when it's on, I'm like, yeah, let me watch the rest of this. This is great. Napoleon's snow boots yes and his tater tots love it love it <laughs> his talking about his bow staff and hunting wolverines with his uncle in alaska <laughs> drawing pictures of ligers <laughs> oh man yeah that one to me is classic i'll always watch that from any time no matter where it comes on that movie is delightfully ridiculous mm. what, what do you got so i'm having an inner struggle with the next three at, uh, i think these three are, are relatively uh are better than my honorable mentions. Uh, I'm going to have to go with the first, at least the first John Wick movie. Oh, again, uh, this will shock some people. I've not seen any of them. See, that's the same way I felt when you said you didn't see Breakfast Club. I thought that you being (laughs) a man of, uh, you know, many weapons and and, um, violent rage, uh, that you you would have seen that movie and and (laughs) been like, I understand his plight. No, it's definitely uh, on my list of things to see. I've heard so many, so much good about it, but it wasn't enough. It wasn't where people were like, dude, you got to see this. It didn't make me sick and say I'm not going to watch it. So it's definitely on my list. I just haven't gotten around to it. I will tell you that uh, the, basically the, the, the basic plot is it's a revenge movie about a dog. <laughs> I've heard. And that's really what it that comes down freaking to. freaking awesome. Awesome, awesome. Um, yeah, let's see. What do I have on mine? Um, yeah, I've got three left here. This one, this one's childhood right here. This one will always remember, remind me of being a kid, no matter what, it's one of my favorites. And you know what it was too? It was this, it was a film about just the camaraderie of friends and, and this closeness of a group of friends, uh, the Goonies. Mm. 
Goonies for me was always one of these films. Didn't matter where I was watching it. I'd finish it to the very end because you got to see him get One-Eyed Willie's Treasure, man. You got to see him get to the end. That sentence sounds dirty. <laughs> well, it depends on which movie we're talking about. But we're talking about a wholesome film here. So it's literally the skeleton of a pirate and an old pirate ship. And these kids are trying to save the houses that they're living on or living in. And uh, they decide to look for this treasure. And it's basically a treasure hunt. It's an adventure, you know, and, and it's, I feel like it's one of those films. If you're a young boy watching this movie, this is a dream. This is a dream for you and your friends to be able to go out and explore and have an adventure. And, and I mean, pirates, dude, pirates. And you're being chased by bad guys. Better or worse than Hook, which is also... A childhood a movie with a bunch of children being chased by pirates. True. It is true. That's a good one, too. But I don't know. There was something I feel like there was something that that hook was missing. It didn't have that sloth factor. Yeah. I mean, it had that. Oh, oh hang on. Yeah, I'm going to save that for later. <laughs> what do you got? What's your what's your third? So my third, your fourth. Yeah, my, my fourth is going to be the first Avengers movie. Okay. Okay. I, I did. I did like that. I went and saw it in theaters three, t three times. Wow. In probably a th month period. I mean, I was just. I was all in. I was. I was. Uh, it. I mean, the first. It was the end of the first phase. You're like, oh, what's going to happen? Who's? I, I don't remember who the bad guy is. It doesn't matter. Oh, it was Loki again. But it was just the way that it was like the realization of like not a Roger Corman Captain America or like a YouTube fan film of Iron Man with a, you know, with the plastic strap around the back that breaks five <laughs> yeah. seconds into the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it was, it was like right up there with the, my, my way WrestleMania 17 video. I mean, not really. It was okay. much better. <laughs> I was going to say, Hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know, man, you know what, for me, and, and it's not even just, just Avengers films, but I think any of these Marvel films, mm -hmm. I mean, I enjoy them. Yeah, but they, they don't have that kind of pull for me. I mean, if I'm flipping channels and I see it on, I'd maybe watch a few more scenes and I just keep going. It's nothing that makes me feel like, okay, I want to watch the rest of this. Oh, I do. I maybe mean, Winter Soldier. Maybe Winter mm, Soldier. That's a, that's a, that one, you know what? I might have to swap it out for Winter Soldier now that, I, now that yeah. you mentioned that. As much I, as, I, sorry, go I'll ahead. go with that. Yeah, as much as I loved Infinity War and Endgame, to me, I think the strongest, most well-rounded Marvel film there is is Winter Soldier. It really yeah. is. And it's, it's, it's an enjoyable watch. Like it's, it, I genuinely enjoy it. Well, enough. I mean, the, the whole everything is, is great. You know, the fight scenes are really well done. You're like, Ooh, I got to watch that again where he drops the knife to his other hand and you know, the elevator fight scene and you know, yeah. Yeah. Steve, it's sick. You know. Um, all right. For me. Uh, okay. This one you just watched. Um, and I think you'll understand why the burbs, a lot of these films are the somewhere. ones that I grew up with. You know what I mean? I grew up as a kid watching. And so I think that's why they hold such a, a nostalgic part in my heart where I can, you know, continue watching them anytime I come into it. But this one, again, is one of those where so much you get involved in, so many different characters, the storyline, there's so much about it that it's, it's familiar. So when you're, you know, switching those channels and you come across it, it's like, oh, I know exactly where I'm going with this. And I know exactly what kind of fun is about to unfold. And, and I'm down. I want to hang out with these characters. Mm. Yeah, I did enjoy that movie. That was, that was pretty silly. And, you know, Bruce Dern and Bruce Dern and Tom Hanks make that movie for me. Yeah, you know, for sure. Really fun and entertaining. <laughs> 
All right. What do you got next? Um, so I have one left and I have seven more movies on my list here that are. Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to have to say probably back to the future. Oh, that's a good one. That would be on and, my list too. And borderline the second one, but not the third for obvious yeah. reasons. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't a fan of the third as much. I mean, it was still fun, but it wasn't as, I don't know. It just felt way too forced. Well, I mean, it was, you went to the future in this, it was current in the first one. You went mm -hmm. to the past to docs, to docs, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, to the parents meeting. And then you go to the future where Marty's kids meet other kids and have to fix that. And then you go to the way past where they, you know, doc meets his woman, his, his lady friend, as old people call it. Yeah. It's, but, um, yeah, it was forced. But the first one, I agree with you. To me, those I feel like these movies, whenever you're talking about movies that you can pick up anywhere and go on to the very end, watch the end, I feel like it's always these ones that you are, you know, uh, comforting, you know, mm -hmm. ones that you hold, you know, dear to your heart, more, mostly nostalgic, you know. It's, I mean, aside from Avengers, I would say it's rare that there are a lot newer films where you're just like, oh, this, is, this has had that much of an impact on me. The ending has a payoff. The, the you know, the story is, it's that full, wide, uh, emotional impact, you know, that wall of emotion. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, dude, my last one here, um, again, part of my youth, one of the ones that, you know, I don't know, man, I'm a huge Batman fan. So Batman 89, I'm going to mm -hmm. say, because I loved the show, right? Batman 66, loved the show as a kid. It was, just, it was literally a comic book come to life. Uh, but then you know, Keaton's Batman, you know, Nicholson's Joker. It, it was darker when we were kids. They were darker. You look back on it now and, and Joker's a little kind of hokey, but man, it was so dark back then. And I mean, you know, you had such a brooding Batman. This was the, this was definitely the Frank Miller influenced Batman. Yeah. Um, he was a little, it's like off, a little unhinged. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Let's get nuts. <laughs> yeah, but no, this film, I, don't. Dude, I love it. Um, I always will. I remember I had like five different Batman t-shirts, you know, from the movie when I was a kid, wore them all the time. Watch this movie. I had this VHS tape and wore it down. That's how much I watched this one. Mm -hmm. So this is one again that anytime I'm flipping channels and it's on, it's like, oh, let's watch this to the end because we're gonna get to see Jack Nicholson dance around and you know, mess up a whole bunch of paintings in a in a museum and just a lot of fun dude I, I did enjoy the concept of once he falls into that vat he has to put makeup on to make his face look normal <laughs> as opposed to the joker putting on like white face paint to make himself look like the joker right and just think about this that's all it did it was just literally skin bleaching that's all that vat was there was nothing else i mean they made it like it was some sort of acid but come on all it did was bleach his skin he's good to go yeah i mean no flesh damage, no bone damage. Well, I mean, there's brain damage. <laughs> well, I think that well, happened beforehand. Well, yeah. I mean, so here, here's a question. How do you feel about the rumor that Keaton is going to be an old Bruce Wayne in a new Batman Begins series? Love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. If they pull that off, dude, I love it. I absolutely love it. I think it would be amazing. And what a cool way to kind of tie it all in because then that literally brings the 89 world. If he's playing that same style, like if that's the idea, he's playing the same, it brings it right into the DCU right now. Mm -hmm. Love it. Oh, man. So there you go, folks. 
that was our show. This was our live broadcast, Western New York PodCon Showcase Goes Digital, hosted by the Podcast Precinct. Listen, guys, if you can, make sure you head over to BICBP-radio.com. Check out all the different podcasts on the network. Support them. Find their Facebook pages. Find their Instagram pages. Give them a like. Uh, head over to Apple Podcasts. Make sure you rate, subscribe, uh, leave comments. Let everybody know, you know how they're doing. If you come across something you're not a big fan of, it's all right. At least share that, you know, it doesn't hurt to share. Just share, let people know we're around. Uh, stick around. There's got a, uh, we got a whole lot more live shows coming to you today. A lot of good shows. You can check out the rest of the schedule on the network, BICBP network page on Facebook. Um, other than that, I'm Chris Chavez. Uh, Sean, you got anything else you want to say before we sign out? Uh, yeah, go subscribe to Power Rangers in Cyberspace because I do that podcast too. Boom. And uh, don't you have another one in development? Aren't you doing something else? Uh, I thought we were doing something else. I, I don't know oh, otherwise. Oh, I almost slipped it. I almost slipped and gave everybody the secret. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you guys later. This was Silence Your Phones. It is now time to unsilence your safe. phones. It's safe, too. It is safe. We're safe. Silence your phones. See you guys later. Enjoy your rest of your PodCon weekend.